Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCarty, founder of plantplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, hello and welcome back. This is part two of how to be better gardener and you're listening to me, Rachel, and my good friend, Helen. Hello. Nice to talk to you again. Well, I did some research this week, H, and I was looking at the horticultural industry. And from last week, where we were talking about how much unnecessary consumption there is of resources and how decision-making process can make us actually jump into a hamster wheel where we keep having to do more and more work unnecessarily. And that in itself is, is a waste of time and everything else. I thought, I wonder how big and how much money we spend on stuff for the garden this year and i've got a few figures for you would you like to find out see what there is go on then this was based on 2017 figures i didn't find any more recent ones but it's probably only going to be more because more people are getting into gardening but there are 27 million gardens in the uk and if we put them all together they would be as big as the county of somerset so that's an enormous part of the uk That is just all average household gardening. And gardening is worth 24 and a half billion pounds a year in horticulture. I mean, which is an enormous amount of money, but there were some real standouts. We spend 300, or we spent in 2017, 350 million pounds on fertilizers and weed killers. That's a lot of weed killing chemicals. We also spent, excluding mowers, £300 million just on power tools, if you remember my little thing about dome pruning last week. But the really, really big one, I was amazed, was how much, how much do you think the UK population spends on just buying cut flowers? I wouldn't get, couldn't imagine, no idea. Have a guess. Oh, I don't know, a few million, I, I don't know, I don't know, millions probably. 1.9 billion pounds on cut flowers a year. Blimey. And then I did a bit of research, I thought, well, where's all the, where are all these plants coming from? If we're talking about the main garden centre chains and the big DIY chains that supply flowers that you can go in and buy, The vast majority of those plants come from Holland and Belgium and Denmark um, and then these are grown on in the garden centres and and then you buy them. In fact my father used when he ran his nursery that's what we used to get all the plug plants in in Mm. November and in March from they'd come over from Holland and then we'd sow the seeds or we'd pot up the the plug plants and he would then grow these on and and sell them on. But where do you think the um, cut flowers come from? No idea. Okay well I was staggered so 1.2 billion pounds worth of cut flowers from Kenya, Holland, Israel and Colombia in South America. 
This week I got the garden magazine in from the RHS. And for the first time, about the first four or five pages of it are all about how individually the small changes that we make, especially the 27 million gardens that we have, the small changes that we can make, we can have a massive, massive impact yeah, on, our, can. on our biodiversity. So we thought it would, it would help you if well, we give you tools that will help you understand the better choices you can make when you go out to buy plants. If I'm going to go and buy a plant, I have a couple of questions when, before I buy anything. If I want this plant to survive, and do what it does best. What will it need? And will my garden deliver that to it naturally? Because if it doesn't, I've got to deliver it to it artificially, haven't I? And then is it worth the effort? I mean, how do you buy plants? What, what sort of process do you go through when you think about buying plants? Or... Oh, I'm, I'm into the senses, uh, always. You know, does it, 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 I, never, I never have anything that just does one thing. And, and we've touched on this before, but you know, I won't buy it just on looks. It's also got to smell. It's got to at least smell beautiful or taste good. I want to see. I want it to grow into something and become something lovely, lovely as it gets older and matures. Yeah. It's a kind of bit of a relationship with the plants I'm building, really. You know, am I going to have a long-term relationship with this plant? Yeah, that's what I think in terms of you buying and anything and i think it's something that you can apply to all facets of life is what's the product cycle you know if we yeah, say yeah. what benefit or what additional benefit is that product going to bring to you that makes it worthwhile you spending the money on it and what harm is it doing in the process is there, no, a, is is there, there another a, way is there another way is there a better way so maybe you know when you go and buy plants at the garden center there is no need for you to buy a plant in a pot why can't i take my own pots in if you're buying something you know as a plant it's a living being how much input do you need to have to to apply to get the plant to behave the way it's it, it wants to now if when you take it home you have to put a lot of input in you have to decide whether that input you're prepared so what to you mean like in. having to fertilize or change the ph in order that that plant will survive is that what you mean yeah does it need mm. special conditions do mm. you need to have to bring it in because it's frost tender mm. is it in a, a small pot that that you're going to have to keep watering and you'll have to keep feeding regularly. They're all resources. It's time resources. It's material resource. It's water resource. It's all sorts of resource. Mm. Now, if your garden can't deliver naturally what that plant needs, you have to make a decision as to whether you're prepared to use additional resources for that plant to grow. Mm. All we're saying is it's a choice. And we think if you want to be a better gardener, and remember this was about you making better choices. I personally think the best garden is one that looks after itself, because then I can enjoy being in it without having to work on it. And if I don't have to use additional weed killers, fertilisers, insect repellent, dig it up and store it somewhere else, keep watering something because I'm, I'm in a, a drier place and this needs a lot of, lot of rain. 
I'm using artificial means to keep a plant that doesn't want to grow where I want it to grow. Is there a point to that? I don't know. Well, uh, for some people might have a passion for something. Okay, fair enough. But I think the overwhelming majority of people would kind of get that, that it's probably better to go with it rather than try to force you know a, a square peg into a round hole okay. or yeah. whatever it's analogy a, yeah. yeah work with your weather isn't it it's that sort of thing mm. if you buy anything that will work in your weather with and your in your weather, soil and in your aspect and in your time frame you know your t- ability to time manage them then yeah. the whole garden will perform better for you yeah and that's that's what we're after isn't it we're mm. after the best garden for the minimum possible input mm. And that's efficient, as far Mm. as I'm concerned. Yeah. And on that note, we will see you next week, because we're going to talk about some actual plants that Helen and I like next week, that we think are some of the best unsung plant heroes Mm. or heroines that you can have in your garden. That will do all of those things that we've just been talking about. So bye for now. Bye. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download, you can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look, and please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.